0: Hey, um, hello everybody, and welcome to the future of finance. Uh, I'm Jeffrey Young, CEO of Deep Macro. Uh, Deep Macro is a platform based on AI that gathers huge amounts of data on the global macroeconomy and extracts signals um, for the markets. It builds investment portfolios and currencies, rates and asset allocation. It's all automated and it touches on all the major investment themes in the market right now, like inflation, uh, how strong is the US economy? Is China peaking? What's the Fed gonna do? Uh, the entire system will have run by the time we finish this podcast. And today I have with me Oki Matsumoto, the founder and CEO of Monix Japan. It's the first and one of the largest online brokers in Japan. And it also owns the crypto exchange Coincheck, which you bought in, I think it was 2018. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Um, I think Bitcoin was about, what, 6,000 then? Something like that?
1: I guess so, yes. Yeah, something okay. like that.
0: Right. Okay. So anyway, um, Coincheck is the biggest crypto exchange in Japan. Uh, revenues are somewhere in the 5% to 10% range of Coinbases, I believe. Um, so, um, okay, thank you very much for being with us today. Um, and you, you come from a fixed income trading background. Um, and um, you then switched to online brokerage, which you founded. Uh, And then a few years ago you added crypto to that. Why did you do that? Um, What was the motivation for adding crypto to that uh, profile? Well, I started uh,
1: somehow playing around with crypto back in like 2014, personally. But in 2017, the ICO became kind of hot. And then I realized, oh my God, this is kind of a new form of the, the finance. It it reminded me of the derivatives in 1980s. It's very kind of wild west, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, lots of risks and uh, many things uncertain. Mm -hmm. And accounting, the legal and the technology and everything. Everything is still kind of immature. But I saw the interesting opportunity rising from there. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go into the crypto slash blockchain
0: area in
1: 2017.
0: Right. Okay. And um, you mentioned it's early. And I think that if we think about a typical product, uh, a consumer product, for example, uh, they have an adoption cycle. Uh, You have early adopters who are often kind of fanatics. um, And then you have what some people call the early majority. Uh, They don't want to be the first, but they don't want to be the last. And then eventually you get the latecomers. So in that adoption cycle, where do you think we are right now?
1: I think still like a kind of early adapter level. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's still crypto is just uh, owned and used by just very limited segment of people. Right. With CBDC coming up and the things will change and it will go much broader. But that we are still way before that.
0: Okay. That's interesting that you mentioned the... Uh, uh... Uh, CBDC or central bank digital currencies. Um, My perception, I I know that the Bank of Japan has experiments going on. Um, The People's Bank of China uh, has some pilot projects. I believe uh, in Cambodia, a digital central bank currency is already circulating. Uh, There's quite a bit more activity in Asia than there is in the US or Europe. Um, Is that true? And if so, why do you think we're seeing a lot of activity in Asia?
1: I think China has got ambition to try to become the, you know, like a major currency in the cyber world. I mean, China is very big. And in the trade partners, I think China is bigger than the United States now over the world. But as once it comes down to settlement currency, it's U.S. dollar. Right. right? So it's basically the U.S. is kind of holding the neck of the China. I think China would like to uh, somehow change it. Mm-hmm. So introducing uh, EU one mm-hmm. is I think one way of try to change that uh, kind of uh, you know framework.
0: I see, okay. And um, other countries, uh, just like when we think about fiat currencies um, in Asia, if the renminbi moves um, Korean won, uh, probably Japanese yen, a lot of the other currencies move too. Uh, are we also seeing, uh, because the PBOC is making this effort that is kind of prompting a lot of the other Asian currencies to also do uh, CBDC?
1: Well, the, uh, you, know the better, you, know, you know better than me, but the, the small nations, you know, the currencies are just completely weak, fragile, mm. and there are lots of dollarization going on, right? Mm. So I think, uh, you know, Libra failed, but uh, if something like a Libra, mm-hmm. if something like EU one, any of those, you know, yet another global currency mm-hmm. could try to replace those, you know, the dollarization kind of thing mm-hmm. in small countries. So I think, uh, you know, the uh, uh, small countries do have a natural... Uh, you know, the motivation mm-hmm. to create something rather than their own right. fiat currency.
0: Right. But I, I one thing, though, that's really interesting. I mean, normally we think of crypto as popular in countries that, have, uh, that are unstable. They either have high inflation or political problems or uh, currency is collapsing. Um, the other day when Turkey replaced its central bank governor, we looked at uh, Google Trends, which, where you can see the amount of searches that people are doing. And we looked for searches for Bitcoin out of Turkey, and of course they shot out up. Um, but Japan uh, is probably the most stable country on earth. Uh, it's probably too stable in a lot of ways, um, but there's still a lot of interest. So is there some weird barbell uh, going on? Why do you think uh, currency or sorry, uh, uh, crypto is popular in Japan?
1: to me and i think to many people or could be to everybody the for example bitcoin is not really currency it's more like an asset mm-hmm. it's a digital asset okay. it's a very inflationary digital asset mm-hmm. so with this uh, you know crazy money printing happening across the world, mm-hmm. in the states in japan and everywhere it's very natural for people to find attract you know attractiveness in right. Something like Bitcoin, whereby supply is limited. And that is happening in Japan as well.
0: Okay. So it's a hedge. Uh, Central Bank's going crazy. Uh, it's a form of digital gold, just better than gold.
1: Yeah. Or I could say the fiat is having a kind of reverse bubble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of the too much of supply. Right. In turn, the price tag sure. of the was a limited supply, you know, inflationary asset, like a Bitcoin or share or their estate, their price start going up.
0: Right, interesting, okay. So then let's think about how, uh, if we're at the early adoption stage and you mentioned that not many people use it, um, uh, what about on the institutional side? Um, At least in the US, there've been some pretty publicized cases of corporates Mm -hmm. Um, um, We know uh, MicroStrategy, uh, Mm -hmm. Microsoft, some other companies have announced that they either hold it in their treasury, or maybe they're going to be accepting payments, MasterCard is going to be doing that. Um, Also, some institutional investors, Uh, it seems like every day there's more and more announcements. Um, Would you say that that's also starting in Japan, or are we still really uh, too early for that?
1: It's not starting at all in Japan. Okay. Unfortunately, it, 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 you know, it, it, in many cases, it's a, the it's a same thing, same way. Mm-hmm. Retail in Japan are always more, much more advanced than institutional investors, mm-hmm. right? Uh, as of right now in Japan, the, uh, the FSA, uh, FSA actually, you know, officially uh, uh, limited trust bank to custody crypto. Okay. They said you can't do that. All right. Right. So uh, in the States, you know, it's basically the banking sector is becoming a custodian for crypto, basically. Right. Right. That is not happening at all in Japan. Right. So the the institutional investors are completely uh, away from crypto in Japan. That is too bad. That is too bad. Okay.
0: Well, actually, that leads me to something I wanted to ask uh, about one of the first things you said about how um, crypto today reminds you of how fixed income trading was in the 1980s when it was very new. There were derivatives, um, um, the technology was being built, etc. Um, it seems that um, a lot of the infrastructure of crypto. Uh, is coming into place. Certainly Mm -hmm. in the U.S. now, you just mentioned some regulatory problems in Japan, uh, but, you know, there are derivatives now, or at least they seem to be coming into place. Uh, There are indices that uh, will form the backbone of these uh, derivatives. Uh, There are ways to extend credit, um, uh, managing risk, uh, a lot of information systems coming up, payments, custodying, all that kind of stuff. I mean, is it true that we're really seeing the creation of an alternative uh, infrastructure? Um, in, in other words, it's not just speculation in Bitcoin. We're seeing the actual nuts and bolts and building blocks of a parallel financial system uh, being built.
1: I am not sure the amount of uh, you know the R and D put into those. Uh traditional infrastructure are mm-hmm. enormous. Mm-hmm. How to detect the, you know, the, the cons and the forgerans. Uh, for sure. Fraud. Yeah. That's so far different, right? Uh. I think the, the blockchain, crypto, you know, the framework is something uh, very interesting and, uh, and uh, very high potential, mm-hmm. but it's gonna take time.
0: Right, so on and a scale really, of one to 10, are we at a three, uh, 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 a six, two. two? Okay, not even three. Okay, all right. That good. Is what means actually, uh, great potential. Oh, great sure. Potential. Yeah. Right. Got it. Okay. Then actually, uh, a specific point of that that I'm never quite clear about is leverage. Um, you know, if people are just buying crypto with their own equity, um, even if the crypto price goes down, I don't think it would be a systemic problem. Uh, for, you know, the global financial system. Uh, but if there is leverage, there could be. So is um, activity that you see in trading, uh, does it have a lot of leverage? In Japan? Uh, overall. Uh, well, I
1: <laughs> Well, the question is, is, is Tether a source of leverage?
0: <laughs> uh-huh,
1: okay. <laughs> And if it is, it's a, it's a huge leverage going on. Right. And if we don't count tether as the, the source of rever as a leverage, then maybe not much. I mean, compared to the, the typical you know traditional capital market, right? Maybe not much. But okay. tether, how you regard the tether is uh mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um, on the central banks, I wanted to kind of return to that because. Um, uh, I think that there's some views that one reason why central banks are thinking about digital currencies is to reestablish control. Um, in other words, um, governments want a monopoly on um, anything that looks like currency, even if we think that it's really more of an asset, not a currency, uh, because it does have certain uh, characteristics of a currency and if its asset role grows and it becomes the adoption goes up the adoption curve. Uh, it could be more of a currency, um, and that that's something a monopoly power that governments don't want to give up. I mean, do you think that is the future? Let's go forward quite a ways. You know, um, let's you know we have infrastructure, uh, etc. Is there going to be some kind of uh, détente between or will will crypto be able to coexist with these central bank digital currencies?
1: I think you have to really clearly separate the, the digital currency and the digital asset. Okay. Bitcoin is a digital asset. CBDC is a digital currency. Mm-hmm. The whole tax implication, the treatment, everything is different. Right. So I do, so Bitcoin will never become a digital currency. Okay. It's an asset. And then the CBDC, central bank digital currency, that's bound to be the currency. Right. And there's no détente. We don't need a détente because from the beginning, it is fiat. Right. So those two things are completely separate, I think.
0: I see, right. So that's actually an important point. A central bank digital currency is a fiat currency in digital form is what you're saying, right? right? Yeah, right. exactly. So we don't
1: see, so we see that the Bitcoin price going up, you will never see the CBDC price will go up. Right. Exactly. Well, you just, just a currency.
0: Right. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, um, I often like to think about, you know, um, what could, what could go wrong? Um, you know, because the te- it's a technology. A lot of people don't understand the core technology. I can't say that I understand it thoroughly. Um, maybe you want to answer it's possible. It's not possible. It's unlikely. It could happen. But, um, you know, um, people, you know, um, Think about, for example, a 51% attack where miners get together. Is that possible, not possible, super unlikely? What would you say? For
1: Bitcoin, not possible, I think.
0: Okay. Um, Could uh, governments tax it to the point that it just is not really that attractive um, as an asset?
1: Governments should tax uh, like crypto asset mm. but I think they should come up with a better ideas mm. remember mm. you know Jeff you know back in like uh, 30 years ago uh, in Japan mm. we had that uh, uh, utility that, uh, uh, yeah. that uh, tax, on the, uh, tax on the transaction, transaction. principal yep. instead of like a 20% capital gain but just a one percent of the notional. right that kind of taxing, is actually more intellectual or making sense for crypto trading, I think. Okay. So people won't know where they become, became to own that crypto.
0: I see. Okay. Right? So
1: it's hard to know the, the original price. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just uh, taxing on the notional, that the transaction mm-hmm. would be better. So we, we should see those kind of uh, more in, innovative or rational treatment in tax for crypto.
0: Okay, all right. Um, what about environmental problems? Uh, there's a lot of um, mm. people talking about that. Is that enough to crash uh, to to really significantly impede uh, to or to reduce the adoption? I don't think so. I think
1: the you know the miners go to miners use use electricity when they are cheap, mm-hmm. right? So miners tend to use electricity who which if not used would be just uh, thrown away. Mm-hmm. So I think a mining thing, uh, you can you someone could say minor mining uh, consumption of electricity is something percentage of the entire consumption of the world. Right. Mining will not increase the amount of uh, generation of electricity. Mm-hmm. Because I think mining is happening always how do you say excess sub- using excess supply,
0: mm-hmm. okay? It's not creating a demand, got it. Okay, all right. What about I mean, I read an interesting article about um, people can put sort of irrelevant things on the, on the crypto blockchains, uh, um, like political statements, um, that um, once they're there because it's a blockchain, you can't get rid of them. Uh, and that would cause certain governments to say, you know, you can't use this. Uh, is this possible? Uh, it's possible, but uh,
1: I don't see the rational reason to do that. I mean, you can do savory good thing, solid thing using paper.
0: Uh huh. Okay. So a lot of these things, uh, your a lot of the potential problems. I think your point is that uh, it also applies to paper currency as well as it does uh, uh, crypto. Yep, that's okay. true. Okay, very good. Um, anything else that keeps you awake at night uh, about um, uh, about uh, about crypto?
1: Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> You know, volatility is always a friend. Or I, I mean, I I being, I used to be a trader. I, I'm still like a fund manager, and I, I trade a lot as well. The volatility is enemy as well as a friend, right? And uh, I do want to continue to see the volatility in this market. Yeah. And uh, so you know, um, I don't know. I think the. I think the, the crypto has got the kind of uh, lots of interesting stamina mm-hmm. to, keep, uh, to keep market going. So it might create some problems, but uh, I think it's a good problems. OK, excellent.
0: OK, well, great. Thank you very much. Um, really appreciate your insights. Um, I should probably answer the questions about that I said Deep Macro can answer at the beginning. Um, We think inflation is going up, but not gonna skyrocket. Um, U.S. economy is booming uh, and it's gonna be super strong this year. Uh, China has not peaked um, and the Fed will do very little in the near term, but they will have to end their pandemic policy because uh, as every month goes by, um, it's gonna be apparent that the economy is no longer in a pandemic, even Mm -hmm. though we still have COVID. So that's what the deep macro system is saying right now. Um anyway, thanks a lot, oki for being with us. really okay. appreciate it. Uh, very interesting and uh yeah good luck with uh, uh, with the crypto. okay thank okay. you thanks a lot.
1: The content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Nothing contained in this material constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Deep Macro Incorporated or any third party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments in this or in and any other jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the securities laws of such jurisdiction. All content is information of a general nature and does not address the circumstances of any particular individual or entity. None of the information constitutes professional and or financial advice, nor does any of the information constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto. There are risks associated with investing loss of principal as possible. Some high risk investments may use leverage, which will accentuate gains and losses of securities or firms past investment performance. I guarantee or predictor of future investment performance.